Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, this is a special edition of A Gospel for Life. We are talking about our upcoming conference, November 9th and 10th of this year. Now, we began this last year in honor of the 500-year anniversary of the Protestant Reformation when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the church door in Wittenberg, protesting against the abuses of Rome and championing for doctrines like sola fide that were justified by faith alone, um, sola gratia that were justified by grace alone, solus Christus that were justified in Christ alone, by Christ alone, soli deo gloria that it's all for the gloria alone of, of God alone, and, and then sola scriptura that we rest all of our uh, rule of faith and, and practice on the Bible alone as the final authority. Now, that was last year, and this conference turned out to be uh, a huge success. We had over 675 people registered from several different churches in the valley, and uh, around the table with me, uh, we have Russell Herman from Cloverdale, um, URC. We have Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring. We have Phil Moran from Christ Presbyterian. And, you know, these are some of the pastors that were involved with this conference last year, and we're putting it on again this year. So this will be November 9th and 10th. The theme is living in between the Christian life in the here and now. Maybe one of you guys could tell us how we came up with that theme and, and what is it about. It was actually kind of a uh, involved process. There's, you know, as anytime you do a work by a committee, you get lots of different ideas, lots of different um, thoughts about which direction it should go. And we we kind of started one way and bounced things off speakers, and they came back with other things, and we bantered as a committee. Um, I just happened to be reading John Calvin's little book on the Christian life, and so I floated this as an idea to to the guys on the committee and said, "Well, what what about this book? What, this would be." A, maybe a good way to, to frame the conversation. And then, so we talked about it and we thought, well, that, that sounds okay to the committee. And so we sent it back to the speakers and then they said, yeah, that we, we like that too. And yeah. so it was kind of a, an ongoing, very fluid journey, but we ended up um, looking at this book and saying, no, there's lots of practical, um, this is practical Christianity that, that hopefully will be relevant to the lives of those that come. Yeah, and that's the point, right? I mean, living in between, the whole theme is how do we live in between Christ's first and second coming, the life right now. Right, and one of the things that we understand about the Christian life, there are certain things that are already, and there are some things that are not yet. And we experience, in part, some of the joys that we're going to experience in full, uh, but we also have trials on this earth because we're not fully delivered from um, – you know the the our our greatest enemies, which some of them are within the sin that easily besets us. Uh, you know the the world and its temptations, and even uh, Satan and his persecutions. And so there's we're living in between um, something already and not yet. Yeah. So we have two speakers coming out, Doctor 
David Murray and Pastor Anthony Savaggio. And what they're going to do is they're going to take Calvin's little book, which has five chapters in it. They're going to compress it to four sessions. And so we have been, we've talked on the, the past broadcasts about what the first session and the second session will be about. Today we're going to look at the third session. And in that, that, this is the fourth chapter of Calvin's book, Meditation on Our Future Life. And it's about as we live here on earth, what's our proper perspective of this world as we look to the one that is to come? And once again, Calvin starts this, this section with some writing that on the surface might appear to be um, a little bit negative. He writes, in the end, we rightly profit from the discipline of the cross when we learn that this life, considered in itself, is troubled, turbulent, attended by many miseries, and never entirely happy, and that whatever things we consider good in this life are uncertain, passing, vain, and spoiled because they are mixed with many evils. And from this we conclude that we should expect and hope for nothing other than trouble in this life. And he goes on to say, there is no middle ground between these two things. Either earth must become worthless to us, or we must remain bound by the chains of extravagant love for it. What's, what's Calvin, what is Calvin doing here? Hmm. What, where does he find justification for such statements like these? Well, well, he, go ahead. No, I, I insist. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Josh. I, I thought for sure Josh was going to say thank he's going to yield to his elder. Yeah, yeah. That's thank what you. I meant. Yes. <laughs> well, when he says either – I think he's speaking in a hyperbolic way when he says either earth must become worthless to us or we remain chained to it. Um, obviously, earth, earth, which God has made, and, and the earth, which belongs to God, and the, and, and the, the world that – Christ came to redeem is not worthless to us, but but what Calvin is saying, we're not to be attached to it Mm -hmm. uh, because our citizenship is in heaven. um, If I, if I could fill that out and also he's just being extremely realistic and it sounds a little bit negative to modern years, but maybe it's, this is a refreshing antidote to a lot of the, a lot of the um, frankly superficial Christian happy talk about this life that doesn't withstand actual lived experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the Christian happy talk about, you know, come to Jesus and all your problems will go away. And nobody puts it quite that way, but it, it can come across that way sometimes. Calvin, the pastor, is just being realistic here when he says that this life is troubled, it's turbulent, it's attended by many miseries. Never entirely happy. Mm-hmm. And isn't that true? Um, he's just being honest. It's never we have we have wonderful happinesses in this world. And we have wonderful joys in this world, but they're always tinged, aren't they? And and what he wants us to do is get our get our gaze. The Calvin, the pastor, wants us to get our gaze off of or remove our attachment from this world mm-hmm. and remember that our citizenship is in heaven. We're that we're that we're headed to a country uh, that God has made for us. Um, and it's going to be infinitely beyond, and, and that's what keeps us going. We have treasures in heaven. We're not to uh, lay up treasures here where wrath, moth and rust corrupt, yeah. um, but having treasures in heaven. And I think that that's, as you're saying, 
don't have your attachments here, and very often we do, and sometimes um, we're either we, we either um, magnify the things of earth in such a way that uh, they become our goal, or we we've minimized the blessings that we've already received. You know, the, very often we're told in the song, "Count your many blessings, name them one by one, then it will surprise you what the Lord's done." We we're ref- oftentimes our vision is on the wrong thing, and we need to redirect that vision. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm reminded of, you know, as I as I read this from Galvin's little book on the Christian life. Uh, when he said we're not to be, uh, that our attachment is not to be to this world. Either either earth must become worthless to us or we must remain bound by its chains. Um, remember, the, you know, there's, there's that old expression, some people are so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. And uh, which sounds superficially true. And as C.S. Lewis the points out the irony, the gospel irony, that if you look at it historically, you look at, look at the, the history of, of Christian mission and work in this world, that so much of the greatest good that has been done in this world has been done by people who were heavenly-minded. Exactly. <laughs> who had their mind and their heart anchored in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it gave them a love and a motivation to serve here on earth yeah. and to, to serve people in need, to alleviate hu- human suffering. Uh, because they were heavenly minded, I think of uh, a rather ordinary person who uh, reflected in a journal uh, those those statements. He he was very uh, he understood God's word, and his name was Jim Elliot. And he in a in a journal that he never thought would be read, much less people talking about. He wrote, "He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose." And uh, and he was he wanted to sell himself out for the Lord, and uh, you know because he knew and knew that whatever the, whatever attachment in this world that he gave up, he would receive a thousandfold in heaven, right. more than that. You know that you know the those blessings are not worthy to comp- be compared to the the weights that we carry here in this world. Mm-hmm. Calvin would write that the goal of believers should be to direct themselves wholly briskly and freely towards contemplation of that future and eternal life. By way of contrast to that future and eternal life, this present life cannot only be safely disregarded, but in view of that life to come, thoroughly despised and scorned. So for Calvin, it's this great contrast. Um, He's not saying that this life is, is, there's nothing valuable here. Mm -hmm. Right. But in comparison to that which is to come, this is this is sin filled. This is sin stained. This is sin marred, and so he he's saying that it's it's really those that are making their progress in becoming more like Jesus Christ who look forward joyfully both to their death and to the day of final resurrection. Mm-hmm. Is that escapism? No, I don't think so. I I mean I grew up in a in a church that was very escapism minded, you know, looking, hoping, waiting for the rapture, reading eschatology from the newspapers, the whole nine yards. And the effect there was we need to hide from the world. We need to hide from uh, you know, um Big Brother who's out to get you or or the Antichrist who's right around the corner. 
I, I think that's an unhealthy escapism. I, I think what Calvin is saying here is, it's, it's the very next quote that you have written down, that the pinnacle of happiness consists in the enjoyment of God's presence. That's what it means to be conformed to the image of God. And um, unfortunately, we won't feel that in its fullness until Christ comes again. And so what, what Calvin is doing is he's encouraging us to keep our mind focused on that, on things that are above rather than on things that are below. Every week, each of us have the privilege of leading a congregation in worship. And um, there's an anticipation there. Um, but there's also just this niggle that this isn't real worship. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but the longing for heaven for me is for the first time yeah. to give worship without sin. Yeah. That every time I, I come into worship, it's always worship marred by sin on this side of eternity. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really can't wait for the day when I can finally worship as I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you look at the book of Revelation and that vision that John has given of where history is going. And we're headed where, – where history is headed, brothers, is the greatest worship service that's ever been held. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, where um, – that we will all bow down before the Lamb, and and worship with pure and, and unstained devotion. Amen. Uh, what a what a great day! Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We have been talking about Calvin's little book on the Christian life. The reason why we're talking about this book is because it's going to be the theme of our upcoming conference, November ninth and the tenth. It's called Living in Between, the Christian Life in the Here and Now. And the great thing about this conference is that this is not put on by one church. It's put on by a collection of churches. We are so excited to be able to work together as as fellow uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. And so this this is a conference you're not going to want to miss. We're bringing in two speakers, Dr. David Murray and <clears throat> Pastor Anthony <clears throat> Savaggio. There's going to be four sessions spread over Friday night and Saturday. There's going to be books that we're giving away. There are going to be food vendors on site on um, Saturday for us to be able to eat and fellowship together. But most importantly is that we get to sit and sing and hear the Word of God preached together. So we hope that you can make it. Go to ReformationBoise.com to register for free today. We'll see you next time.